Get going. All right, a good nerve Shabbos. Today's daf is daf Tazayin, page 16 in Meseches Chagiga. And yesterday's daf was a big focus on Acher, on Alisha ben Avuya, and his unfortunate story. The reason why we got on to Rebelisha ben Avuya slash Acher is because we mentioned there were four people who went up in the Pardes, two, two, four people went up to Shemaim, went up to Gan Eden, and uh, they were Ben Azai, Ben Zoyma, Acher, and Rabbi Akiva. One died, one became mentally unstable. Elisha ben Avuya went off the derech, and now we're up to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was beseder. Nothing happened to, uh, nothing happened to Rabbi Akiva. Zok the Gemara. Rabbi Akiva Allah b'shalom v'yarad b'shalom. We're going to pick up from the bottom of Tes Vav Amud Beis with the uh, second line from the bottom of the Yomud. Okay, the second line from the bottom of Tes Vav Amud Beis. Rabbi Akiva Allah b'shalom v'yarad b'shalom. Rabbi Akiva went down. He, he went up and Shalom. He came down. He came down out of all four. Totally complete. The Allah calls of Ayman about Rabbi Kiva says, Mishchani Yacharecha Narutza. You're going to be pulled after me, Narutza, and we're going to run after you. Even Rabbi Akiva, the Haling of Rabbi Akiva went up to Shemai, and the Malachi Yashar is sorry, Rabbi Akiva, they said, Get out of here. Humans don't belong over here, they don't belong in the Pardes. Leave him alone, leave Rabbi Akiva alone. Rabbi Akiva is going to make use of the pardes for my kavod. Rabbi Akiva knows how to handle all this information. How did Rabbi Akiva know to not make the mistakes that the other three made? Benazai didn't know how to handle it. He... He uh, passed away. Ben Zayma didn't know how to handle it, became mentally unstable. Acher also, he went off with Derech, which means they didn't know how to handle the parties. How did Rabbi Akiva know so that when he came to that matzah, when he came to that situation, he was okay? Now, by the way, there's a beautiful message in this kasha. It's a beautiful message in life in this question, and that is nothing's in a snapshot. You hear amazing things that big people do. And you wonder to yourself, how were they even in that situation to be able to accomplish this thing that they did? Teretz says, it's not this moment that made them great, it's what led up to the moment. Rabbi Akiva knew something in his learning, that when the time came for him to be Allah the Pardes, the time came for him to go up, he was able to handle it properly. He says, what was the drosha? And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers. Omar Rabbi says, in the name of Rabbi Echanon, Va'asa Mirivvais Kaidish. They came from the 10,000 holy things. Aysayhu Birbaba Shaloi. Which means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is inside the 10,000 signs of his. Rabbi Avo Omar, but Rabbi Avo says, Dogul Mirvava. Dogul raised up over the Revava, raised up over the thousands of the soldiers that, uh, that are around the Rabbinah Shalom up in Ganeidan. Dugmahu Birvava Shaloi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a dugma. It's like an image. Birvava Shaloi in his, in his, uh, tens of thousands that surround the Bereshlaka Shem. Bereshlaka says, Hashem Tzavaka Yishmai. Hashem Tzavaka is his name. Adonu Batzava Shaloi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the master of his Tzava, of his army. Vravchia Baraba Amr Vichanon. Loi Baruch Hashem. Listen to this, it's amazing. The Rabbanu Shalom is not in the strong winds. So now we're going to find the Rabbanu Shalom. The big Hatsi Tatsi things being honored at dinners and all these things that go on. The Rabbanu Shalom is not in these big strong winds that everybody notices. The Loi Barash Hashem, nor is the Rabbanu Shalom in all the, in all the wild information. The rash, the noise. The Achar Harash Eish, but let me tell you something, after the Rash, there comes fire. And the Rabbanu Shalom is not even in the fire, rather. You know, you know where to find the Rabbanu Shalom? Listen to this. 
When there's a small sound, the Hinei Hashem, the Rebbein Shalom passes. You know, you know where you find Kedusha? Amongst people that they just sit and they do the right thing. It's not about the big splashes and all the social media and promotions. The Rebbein Shalom is found in the Kedusha Madaka, the thin, sweet, pleasant sound that comes from Kedusha. Beautiful. Okay. The rabbis learned and so should we. This is a very chash of a puzzle. It's very chash. It's teaching us how to recognize real emes. How to recognize real emes. It's not, yeah, there's pomp that comes before everything. But when there's low, pleasant, consistency, some people are able to tap in and look at someone else and be like, you know what? That guy's got it. There's Kedusha. That's where Kedusha exists. Very, there's a lot more to say about this, but we're going to move on. We've got a daft to cover. Tanur Rabbanu, the rabbis learned, and so should we. Shishu Dvarim Nebru Bashedim. Listen to this. All right, you're, you're, you're interested in learning about Shedim. There's six things said about Shedim. Shleisha Kumalachi Asharis. In three ways, Shedim are like Malachim. Ushleisha Kibneyadim. In three ways, Shedim are like humans. Shleisha Kumalachi Asharis. In what way are Shedim like Malachim? Yeshlem can find Malachi Asharis. They have wings like Malachim. And with those wings, they're able to, to fly and see from one end of the world to the other. So that's the second characteristic, how a shade is like a malach. What's the third way a shade is like a malach? They know the future. Okay? They know what's going to be like the malach. Azoiz a shade. So there's three ways that a shade is like a malach. And what three ways is a shade like a human being? Um, before we get to the human being, says the Gemara, what are you going to tell me? A shade knows the future? What is it? Some hebe-jebe uh, weird type of thing? Just mean they know, but rather they're able to tap in behind the curtain, those closest to the those closest to the Shechina, where you get all the secrets, all the hidden information, the shadim, are, they have the frequency to that radio. Yeah, you know, as a kid, you, you, you know, you get walkie-talkies, you're trying to tap in to everybody else's radios and see what's going on in their conversations. The shadim are tapped in what's going on. And that's what it means. They know the future because they hear, they're, they're, they're able to tap in and hear that information. Okay. Now, in three ways, shadim are like adam. How so? They eat and drink like people. They have children. Like people, umesim kibnei adam, and they die like people. Once we said six things about shadim, now we're going to say six things about humans. Listen to this. This is mamish precious. In three ways, us, a human being, is like a malachalikim tzivokis. It's like an angel. And in three ways, we're mamish like animals. Two opposite extremes. Which is mamish what we are, right? We're a fusion, the guf and the neshama is a fusion of animal and malach. It's not just guf neshama. There's, 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 there's a guf and there's mamish like a malach over here. All right? Says the Gemara, Shleishik Malachi Asharis, what way is Adam like Malachi Asharis? Yeish lahem das ki Malachi Asharis, we're able to think. Like Malachi Asharis, who mahalchem bekumas kuf, like Malachi Asharis, we also walk straight up. Like Malachi Asharis, who masaprim bloshon akaydish, like Malachi Asharis, and we also speak loshon kaydish. We're able to speak in the holy tongue. The malachim all speak. You know what language the malachim speak? Ibro loshon kaydish, the holy tongue. So too we are zeichel, and we speak in the holy tongue. We're being like malachim, right? Gavaldik shloishik behema. But in three ways, we're like animals. How so? When we eat, 
What are we? Animals. Unless you mach a bracha, right? Unless you make a bracha and you elevate that eating. But just to eat and drink, that in and of itself, people get obsessed. What is, you're, you're, so you're an animal, you're a behemoth. Right? You get obsessed with just the food. Where's the kedusha? Where's everything else? Upar and ki behemoth, the fruit they multiply like a behemoth. Umaitziin rei ki behemoth. And we also have excrement like an animal. Givaldic, period, two dots. We're now on the very first medium-wide line on Daf Tezayin Amar Aleph says the Gemara, Kolam Estakabadvarim. Anybody who gazes at four things, Rasi Loi Shalai Bala Ilma, would have been better off. He didn't come to the world. Says the Gemara. We're going to go through the list of what the Mishnah said. If you think about these things and you, intently, better off you weren't born. And what did we list? We said you sh- you're not supposed to think about oh, what's above, what's below. What's after the world? Beseder. I get that. El lefnim. But if a person wants to know what was around before the world came. Madahave have. What's the big deal? It is what it is. What was, was. So why does it bother us that somebody's thinking like that? Says the Gemara B'yichnam, Rebbe Lohaz, Adam, Yitavai, Rebbe Lohaz, Rebbe Lohaz, Moshul, Melech, Bos, Vodam, Shomalah, Vodov, it's a Moshul of a king. Who says to his servants, Benuli Palterengadailim, please build me a beautiful palatial campus, Al Ashpa, on the local St. Louis garbage dump. Say there. Is there anything wrong with that? Nothing necessarily wrong with that. But once the king builds his palace, once he builds his palace, you think he wants us to know about the garbage dump? No, <laughs> he changed his name, right? They built it for him. The Melech does not want the name of the dump to be the meaning. Once the Rebbein Shalom built the world, anything prior to the world is, is so irrelevant that it's just a waste. Which the Gemara here is teaching us something which is so, so precious. Again, as, as these Gemaras are all doing, it's mamish amazing. Says the Gemara, it's... It takes wisdom to know what to think about. Many people just think about things, even in academia. It's just mental gymnastics. It doesn't matter. We're just wasting our brain space. We're wasting our life. That information plays no role. A person who dedicates their life to find out things that are totally irrelevant and there's something else so much more precious, something that's going to learn about my separation, learn about this world and the Torah and all these things. And you're busy pondering what happened before. Better off to not be here. Meaning, it's just a waste of your life. You're just wasting your time. There's no point. It's very hush of a thing. The Mishnah says also somebody who's not careful about the honor of the Rebbein Shalom, Rasulai Shalai Ba'alaylam. Also, it would have been better for him to not have come to the world. Mahi, what is considered a person who doesn't have kavod, who doesn't have honor for the Rebbeinu I'm sorry. Who doesn't care about the Rebbeinu honor. That's what it means. What, what is a person who doesn't care about the Rebbeinu honor? Says the Gemara. Rebbe says, A person who gazes intently at a rainbow. Okay. Now, what do you mean that to gaze intently as a rainbow? So apparently, uh, you know, let's wait. The Gemara is going to explain. Rabbi Yaisa, it's, it's not referring to, you know, some, there's an opinion in the Mishabura that if you see a rainbow, 
You're not supposed to tell people, right? Because it's not a good sign. That's not what we're dealing with here. Okay, we'll see soon. Rabbi Yisrael says, A person who sins privately. Yeah? Two people better off to not come to the world because you don't care about the Rebbein Shalom's honor. Either you look intently at a rainbow or you sin privately. Now listen to this. Precious. Mistakel Bekeshes. How do you know that a person who gazes at a uh, rainbow is not worried about the honor of their Rebbein Shalom? Like the look of a rainbow, like in a cloud on a rainy day, so too is all the, the, the sharpest lights that are all around there. It's as if there's like a dumus of the Rabbani Shalom in the rainbow. Okay, fine. Now, what does this mean over here? Apparently, so there's two things about the rainbow. Either you can say, that somewhere within a rainbow, it kind of represents the image of Hashem, and a person who tries to look too far into what the Rebbeinu Shalom really is, is really not understanding of the covet of the Rebbeinu Shalom. doesn't grab that at all. Okay? The other approach is, the other approach is that um, all the, the rainbow spans all the colors, and somehow a person who tries to connect all the colors that also pres- somehow represents some sort of image of the Rebbein Shalom. But we're not dealing with, again, somebody who looks at a rainbow in the sky. That's not the issue. It's a person who's gazing intently at a rainbow because in some way they're trying to get a greater understanding through that rainbow of the Rebbein Shalom. That's a problem because that's a lack of respect. Apparently there is something there. And Mamela, it's a lack of respect. You don't try looking at something that's too... Honorable. Fascinating. Okay. That's the pin of Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Yisuf said, you know who else doesn't care about the honor of their Baruch Shalom? Rabbi Yisuf Amar, Zeha'ayver a person who doesn't have a privately, Kedra of Yitzchak, like Rabbi Yitzchak. Herzechai, and listen closely. Anybody who commits an Avera in private, it's as if you pushed out the feet of the, the Shekhinah. You know why? Because it's saying, oh, I'm scared of everybody else, but I'm not scared of God. The Rebbein Shalom is not in my bedroom. The Rebbein Shalom is not with me right now, so I'll sin privately. Shinam, as it says, Hashem. The Rebbein Shalom says, I'm kissing Vadim Vadim Ragli. The heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Says the Gemara, a beautiful question. And I'm going to ask you before the Gemara asks it. If you're going to do an Avera, should you do it publicly or privately? What would you say? The Gemara just said, if you do an Avera privately, better off to, better off to not be born. Really? So what do you want me to do? Publicly? Is that what you'd think? A person's watching something inappropriate. Eh, bring in the chevra. Or do you say, eh, keep it to myself. Which one's better? Says the Gemara, I don't understand something. Eni, is it true that you're not, you sh- it's, it's better off doing Avera publicly than privately? From Rabbi Lohazakin, Rabbi Lohazakin says, in Raya Adam, she'd say, a person sees the Yitzhahara starting to grab them. Oy vayizmir. Yeah, the Yitzhahara is older than me. He's stronger than me. He's smarter than me. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. So every once in a while, he grabs Tendler. So I see that the Yitzhahara is starting to get me. So what should I do? Says the Brysa, listen closely. You know what you should do? Go to a place where nobody sees you. Wrap yourself in black so they don't, you know, dress up, uh, uh, put on a... Uh, you know, put on a Purim costume. Dress up. And do what you want. Don't make a public call Hashem. If, of course, if a person is going to do an Avera, it's better to do it by yourself and not schlep somebody else in. So what does the Gemara mean? Oh, no, if you do it privately, that's a problem. 
and for the Gemara, beautiful, beautiful. And listen to the psychology. By Kasha, Hod Motzi Chayef Lei Liyitzrei, Hod Eloi Motzi Chayef Lei Liyitzrei. Okay. You know what the answer is? If a person's able to conquer his Yitzhahara and he doesn't, then a private one is an issue. You know why? Because you're saying, I could conquer this, I just don't care. So I'm making it as if the Rabbani Shalom is not looking. But somebody who has such a strong Yitzhahara that they're at a point where they say, I can't handle this Yitzhahara, I'm going to slip, then of course you do it privately. Of course you do it privately. And this goes in tandem with so many things that we've been learning over the last few days. Okay? So many things we've learned over the last few days. Hold on one second. Gevaldik. Weiter, back into the Gemara. Darash of Yehuda, Rabbi Nachmeni, Mitorgaminei, Deresh Lakish of Yehuda, the son of Nachmeni, who was a Mitorgaman, he used to interpret the shears of Reish Lakish. He gave a drasha. Yeah? So he learned a lot of Torah. He used to be Reish Lakish's Mitorgaman. Gevaldik. Kolam Estak Moshoyz Dvarim, Enov Keyes. Anybody who gazes at the following three things, their eyes are going to dim. They could lose their eyesight. Interesting, no? You gaze intently at a rainbow, at a Nasi, one of the leaders of Klal Yisrael, or at Kehanim at the time of Duchening. Each one of these three somehow have the Shechina inside of it. The rainbow has the Shechina, the Nasi has the Shechina, and the Kahanim have the Shechina time of Duchening, which is why we cover our heads, right? Uh, uh, you know, during Berchus Kainim. Like the image of a rainbow is the Demus Hashem. Okay. Benasi, how about a Nasi, the leader of Klai Yisrael? You're going to place your height. Because Baruch Hu places the height, the greatness and the kingship of his own kingship, of the Baruch Hu's own kingship on a Nasi. This is talking about when the, when the base was around, they would stand on the platform. They would bless Klal Yisrael with the Yud Kei, Vav Kei. And on their hands, the Shechina rested. And that's why we have the Minig nowadays to, uh, to cover our eyes. At the time, the Kahanim are Dochening. Another teaching of Rabbi Yehuda, the son of Nachmeni, who was in Matorgam for Reish Lakish. found the Pazik that says, Al-Taminu do not be- trust your friend. And don't have bitachin. Don't rely on people who are in position. What does this pasuk mean? Says the Gemara, Yam says to a yid, No, do not be Michael. You ever heard this before? What does Yitzhara say? Do not be The Rebbeinu Shalaylam understands. He's your father in heaven. In other words, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Al Tamein. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. Al Tamein. Shenamar al Tamein bereya ve'in reya liyitzahara. The reya, this friend in quotations, is the yitzahara. Shenamar ki yitzer leva adam ra minura of the yitzer hara of a person is terrible from our youngest days. V'ein alof alakalish baruchu alof is referring to the, the leader. The one in charge is referring to the Ebishter Shinemar as it says, Aluf Nurayoto, you are the leader of my younger years. Shema Tamar, me may be maybe gonna say, Oh, wow. Person's gonna say, I'll do my Averis privately. The Rabbani Shalom understands. No one's gonna see. What's the big deal? Who's gonna testify about me? Says the Gemara Avne Besai, 
the stones of whatever room you're in, of your house, in Shamayim, that's what's going to testify. They're going to be Edus. The Kairos Beis HaShlodom, the beams of a person's house, they also testify. The stones are going to cry out from the Kir, from the walls. The Chafis, and even the smallest pieces of wood are going to uh, respond to that crying out, meaning they're also going to be involved in that public testimony. The Chum say, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what's going to testify about a person in Shemayim. It's not the stones and the walls, but rather, A person themselves is going to testify about themselves. A person themselves. I'm allowed to testify about myself. Shenamar, as it says, they we're going to come upstairs. But I'm just going to say, no, how'd you do? We're going to have such MS, we're going to have such clarity... And we're going to know exactly how we did. Mamash amazing. says, Protect the doorways, those who lie down. What is something that a person has when they lie down on their lap? When you have something in your lap, what that means is you have complete control over it. You own it. That's what it means, it's in my lap. Right? Like when you throw, as a quarterback, you throw the ball to somebody, and they drop it. You're like, oh, that was in your lap. Right? It's right there. Like, boom, come on. You got you to gotta hang on to that baby, right? So the neshama is, is us. It's mamish holding on tight. Rabbi Zreikah says, You know who's going to testify about us in Shemayim? Every year there's two malachi asharis, one to our left, one to our right, that go with us everywhere. And you know why we have these two malachim? Because they're the two Adim to testify, they're, they're never gone. They're never gone. We think nobody's looking, and no human's looking, but these malachim are always there to testify. Hey, may Adim, but they're going to testify about a person. Shemaz, it says, Ki malachim yitzavelach, because these malachim yitzavelach are commanded for you, l'shmarcha b'chol drachecha, to protect you in all your ways. V'yeshoimrim, and some say, Avevar v'shodim Adim, by a person's own limbs. On their body, going to give the testimony. You are my witnesses. Is the word of Hashem. And I am Hashem. Agadish Baruch says to the limbs of the body itself, you are the witnesses. Bottom line, we got an interesting machlekes over here about what will testify. Either way, everybody's in agreement. It's something that's with me constantly. No shaila about it. No shaila about it. Wow. What a halakha gumar. Okay. We're now up to the Mishnah, four lines from the bottom of Tezai Namar Aleph. And, guess what? In case we forgot, we're learning Meseches Chagiga. <laughs> right? We're learning about the Karban Chagiga. We're learning about Yomtif and the Karbanais. We've had some uh, fascinating last few daf, and now we're going to get into, uh, back into some of the Halachos concerning uh, concerning the Chagiga. Okay? Now, before we learn the Mishnah, I want to look at the first Rashi of the Mishnah. It is six lines from the... Uh, yeah, six lines from the bottom of Rashi on Tezayin Amad Aleph. First Rashi on the Mishnah, before we even read the Mishnah, because I find this to be mamish amazing. Look what Rashi says. Everybody got it? Good. Thumbs up. Beautiful. 
Okay, ready for this? Yaisi ben Yayezer Aymer, Shalai Lismer. Yaisi ben is going to be of the opinion that any carbon you bring on a yomtif, you don't do smicha on. Listen to Rashi. Our Mishnah right here is the very first Machoikas there ever was in the history of Klal Yisrael. Until the time of the Tanoim, we have to realize how strong our Messiah is. Until the time of the Tanoim, there was not a single dispute in Tyre Shebik and Tyre Shebapeh. Garnished. It was Messiah, 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 Rebbe to Talmud. Says Rashi, our Mishnah right here is going to be the very first Machaikah Smicha on a carbon that we ever had amongst the Chachamim in Kal Yisrael. How amazing. Now let's get into the Mishnah. says, we don't do Smicha on a carbon that is done on Yom Tif. One of the Let's just explain. Okay? When you bring a, a uh, carbon Yachid, when you bring a personal carbon, the Halacha is uh, you, uh, one of the steps of the hakraba is smicha, that the owner leans, the word smicha means to lean, right? A rabbi is ordained with smicha. What does it mean? You can re- rely on him. You could lean on him in that area of halacha. So part of the process of the carbon was to lean, do smicha on the carbon. Now, our Mishnah is having, a, we're going to get into a machlekes, about whether this step of smicha was done on personal carbonus on a yomtif. So, Yaisef ben Yehazer says, no smicha on Yamtif. Yaisef ben Yechanan Aymer, lismech, there is smicha. Yeshua ben Prach Yaymer, shaloi lismech. Nita Yarbeli Aymer, lismech. Yudu ben Tabay Aymer, shaloi lismech. Shem ben Shedach Aymer, lismech. Shemaya Aymer, lismech. Avtalyan Aymer, shaloi lismech. Yotzu Menachem, I'm sorry, Shemaya Aymer, lismech. Avtalyan Aymer, shaloi lismech. Hillelu Menachem, loi nachlegu. Hillel Menachem did not have a machlekas over here. Okay, meaning whatever Hillel held, Menachem agreed with. Yotzu Menachem, but then Menachem left and Nichnas Shammai, Shammai came in, and Shammai, who took over Menachem's position, Shaymer Shalai Lismeich, which was not like Hillel. Because Hillel Aymer Lismeich. So if you want to know the first Machlechus that we had, oh boy, was everybody getting involved. Okay? Mamish beauty. Okay. Everybody's getting involved and everybody's, you know, uh, taking their sides over here. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah to end off, by the way, Harishainim Hayu Nesiyim Ushniyim Lahem Avais Bezdin. Okay? The um, first ones, whenever we said in, in each Machlaikas, what we just did in the Mishnah is go through uh, Machlaikasin that took place amongst different leaders, right? We said, Yaisi ben Yehazer, and Yaisi ben Yechon had a machlekes. Yeshua ben Prachia, and Itai Arbeli. Yehuda ben Tabai, Shem ben Shetach. Shmaya, Avtalyan. Hillel, Shammai. These were all pairs that we've, we actually find in Prekayavis. Pairs of, of um, Tanoim, where one of them functioned as the Nasi, one of them functioned as the Avbezdin, and they had a machlekes. The Nasi who was the leader ruler of Klai Yisrael, a big time Hakam, but he wasn't the final ruler like the Avbezdin was. Okay? Understand? So the mission ends off by saying, Harishonim Ayasim, any first name that we're listing in the Machlaikas, he was a Nasi, and the second name is all the, you should know that was the Avbezdin. So for example, we listed Hill before Shammai, so that means Hillel was the Nasi, Shammai was the Avbezdin. Okay, fine, let's go. 
Tanu Rabban on second line on Tezayim Amud Beis. Tanu Rabban on the rabbis learned that's why the rabbis Shloishim Mezuka is Rishayim Shloishim Shloishim Lismaich. The first three that we listed from the Zugais of the pairs who held not to do smicha on Yom Tif, Ushniyim Mezukas Achreim Shamer Lismaich, and two of the second pairs. And the second one of the last two was the Av Bezdin. Meaning what we said before is, So okay, so Rebbe doesn't agree that each and everything is consistent, uh, that every time it's the Nasi first and the Av Bezdin second. Viter. Says the Gemara, Man turn lo turn rabban. Who's the Tana of the following brayso? Am Rabbi Yudah ben Tabai. Rabbi Yudah ben Tabai says, Ere ben Achama. It's an expression of swearing. It literally means I swear in comfort. All right, but it's referring to in the comfort of the Rebbeinu Shalom. He's making a shvu. He's taking an oath. Im loya ragdi eitzaymim. If I didn't kill in eitzaymim lo haitzim eliban shal tzedukim, I killed in eitzaymim to get back at the tzedukim. These guys who are who are heretics. Yeah, these tzedukim, shayu'aymrim, the tzedukim said, in eitzaymim naragin ad shayyehareg hanidayn. Okay. That the tzedukim held that you only kill the eitzaymim if the guy got killed. Pause. Let's explain what's happening here. What's an eitzaymim? So an eitzaymim is, two people walk into Bezdin, and they testify about a guy that is chay of Misa. Okay? They say, we saw Yankul kill. So Yankul's chay of Misa. Then, two other witnesses walk into Bezdin, and they say to the first witnesses, not that Yankul didn't kill, but you, the first witnesses, cannot testify that Yankul killed, because you were with us in Timbuktu, on that day, at that time, that you claim Yankul killed. Imanu Hoyisem, you were with us. You cannot testify. Because we're testifying, you're in a different location. The halacha is, the first group that testified is now Chay of Misa. As long as Yankul wasn't killed yet. It's tit for tat. What you tried to do, we do to you. As long as it's what you tried to do. If Yankul's already killed, then the Eidzaimim do not get Misa. That's the halacha. Now the Tzedukim, the Tzedukim, said, now they don't believe in Tarsh Shebeksav, they said that no. The way Eid Zaymim works is that you only kill the Eidim Zomim if Yankul's dead. If Yankul's killed by the first group and then the second group comes, that's when you kill the first group. But if the first group only tried to kill Yankul, they're not Chayav Misa. That's what the Tzedukim held. Shimon ben Shetach says, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yehuda ben Taboi says that I killed an Eid Zayim, I had an Eid Zaymim Chay of Misa to prove the Tzedukim wrong. There was an Eid Zaymim that he, he, uh, a group said about him, Imanu Hayisam. So to show the Tzedukim were wrong, I had him killed. So far, so good. Doesn't seem like it's anything terrible. But here's the problem. Omar lay Shimon ben Shetach. Shimon ben Shetach said to his counterpart, Arab ben Achama, listen, my dear beloved Rebuta ben Taboy, um, I swear in the name of Hashem, Imlay Shafachti Damnaki, you killed an innocent person. You think you're being a tzaddik by showing the tzedukim they're wrong? 
You killed an innocent person. You know why? The only time you killed the Edom Zomim is when both of them had a Himanu Hayisem against them. But if only one of the group, if one of the witnesses had a Himanu Hayisem, you don't kill him. And you killed the guy. You killed an innocent guy. You had your best and kill an innocent guy. You think you're being helpful against this Dugim, you're not. They like an Ashi Bishlam, you also don't give Malkus until both of them are Zaymim. They Mishal Maman Ashi Bishlam, they're not going to have to pay money if that's what they were testifying about. You hear this? says, Oy Vey. Miyad Kibbal of Yudabet Taboy, immediately Yudabet Taboy accepted upon himself. He realized his mistake. He says, I can't pass on my own anymore. I need Shem Ben Shetach here. Whenever I rule, Shem Ben Shetach has to be there to make sure I'm not making a mistake. Now, why are we quoting this? Because notice that Yudabet Ben Taboy, who was listed first, we, uh, I'm sorry, Yudabet Ben Taboy in the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to uh, bring this all around, uh, was listed first, and Shimon ben Shetach was listed second. Over here, Abidu ben Tabai is making a mistake, and Shimon ben Shetach is correcting him. That's what's happening here. Okay? So let's keep going. Call Yom Shir ben Tabai for the rest of Abidu ben Tabai's life. He would bow down on the grave of the person of the aid that he incorrectly killed. His voice could be heard. People thought to say, It was the dead guy crying out. Kind of like upset at the ruling. Amar Lahem, Rebbe Ben Tavoy, said to them, no, Kailihu, I'm the one, I, I'm constantly going back to the Beis Akvaris to call out, that whenever I die, you're not going to hear this anymore. Okay? It's not him. It's me. It's me. Okay? Now, says the Gemara, Amalei Rebacha, Brei, the Rebbe, the how do you, how, what's the proof that once he dies, you're not going to hear it anymore, it must be me. Maybe once he dies, maybe now the aide that was incorrectly killed, the witness that was incorrectly killed, is going to relax and stop crying because Yudha Ben Taboy is dead. But maybe all along it was the dead guy. Okay, fine. So, as the Gemara says, um, or maybe he already brought, brought him to court. Okay, Peseder, period. Bottom line is, that that's the story, that's the b'risa. Rabbi Yudah ben Tabai gave up sack. Shem ben Shetach told him he's wrong. Rabbi Yudah ben Tabai said, I can't give a ruling unless you're around. Now what's the connection, fascinating story, what's the connection to our Mishnah about who's a Nasi and who's an Abbezdin? So here we go. Says the Gemara, Maniha, who wrote this b'risa? If the time of the Mishnah is Rameir, Damar Shem ben Shetach Abbezdin, according to Rameir, you switch it around, Shem ben Shetach was the Abbezdin, and Yudah ben Tabai was the Nasi, so then it makes sense. Because Yudah ben Tabai is the Nasi. He's not supposed to be giving up sack in front of Abbezin. Abbezin is supposed to know a lot more. He's the, he's the big ruler over here, right? He's the, he's the Paisik. He's the authority. That's how Yudah ben Tabai was married in front of Shem ben Shadach. And then he stopped. Eliyam Rabbanu, if you're going to say he's the Rabbanu, that Shem ben Shadach was the Nasi the whole time. Avbezin b'fnei Nasi. Me Meira Halacha would the Av Bezdin uh, give up sack in front of the Nasi? Now, apparently, when it comes to uh, Dine Nafashas, particularly the Nasi was the one who was supposed to give the psak. So, why did he? Why, why was he allowed to give an incorrect psak on this one aid in the first place? If Shem Ben Shetach was there all along, says the Gemara, Lai. There's no question over here. 
My kibbal of the kamar. What does it mean? Rebbe Rebbe was makabel upon himself. Let's tarufe. He just made sure that whenever he paskin, Shem and was on the same court as him. Okay, not that he wouldn't judge. He he made sure that Shem and was one of the three sitting with him. Tafilu it's tarufe. Nami He says, I'm never sitting on a bezdin unless Shem and Shadach Lamaisa is sitting along with me. Period. Bottom line. We don't have a proof as to who the author of this brisa is. Kenzain Shem Ben Shetach was the Tan, was the Nasi. Kenzain Shem Ben Shetach was the Abezdin. And same thing would hold true for Rabbi Yehuda uh, Ben Tabai. Period. Gavaldik. Two dots. Says the Gemara. Yotzah Menachem Venech Okay. Originally, says the Mishnah, Menachem was alongside Hillel. And then Menachem left, and Shammai came and took his position, and then there was Machlekes about it again. Says the Gemara, what do you mean Menachem left, and Shammai came, Vosmeint, Lehechon Yotza, where's Menachem go? Abai Yom Rabai says, Yotza Litarbus He stopped being a Godel. Nabuch. Another story. Right? We had Acher yesterday, and we have Menachem today. Rav Omar, Rav said, and Tarbus Ra yesterday meant he went straight to immorality. Rav Omar, Yotzo la Avaidas Hamelech. He went to Avaidas Hamelech. Okay, what does that mean? He joined the government. Tanam Yachu learned the Bible similarly. Yotzo Menachem la Avaidas Hamelech. Menachem went and he joined the, as a, in a government position. Yotzo Imai Shnmeinim Zugais Tamidim Levushai Sirukim, and along with him there were eighty pairs of Tamidim that were all dressed together in royalty. Okay. Now, according to this opinion, there's a whole conversation here. Uh, if you want to spend some time on it after the daf, there's a whole conversation here as to whether joining the government was an issue, not a good thing that Menachem did, or whether he was just realized that he has a different role to play on behalf of Klal Yisrael. Amr of Shem and Barab, Amr Hashem Rabbi says, what's the, what's the topic of our Mishnah? Well, you do smicha on an animal on Yom Tov. Do not let any dirabonon be light in your eyes. Every halacha needs to be taken seriously. Leaning on a carbon is a dindirabonon. And this led to the very first machlaikas ever in Klai Yisrael. You'd be like, God, ah, big deal. Everybody leave it alone. Smicha on an animal. It's kosher anyway. You learn from this Mishnah the importance of detail, even in Hilchas Darabon. Says more Pshita. Why it's Pashit? Why do you got to think? Oh, look at this. Eh? We know it's the Darabon. Shvos Mitzvah Shrichalei. No, it's letting us know that um, it's a Shvos the Mitzvah. Okay, there are some things where even if you find a Din Darabonon pushing off a Mitzvah, still you're going to find. That's also Pashit. We already know that from elsewhere. Okay, We know that from Masechus Be'ah together. There are a lot of things that otherwise would have been done on Shabbos. The Rabbanon say you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. You don't need a special statement. There's no Chiddush over here. It says, there is a Chiddush. It's coming to exclude the opinion who holds that the Machlekes is in whether you, whether you do Smicha at all. Kamash Malan, Deshvushu Depligi. Ready for this? It's amazing. That the whole machlekes here was about how it became usher. Okay? How it became usher. 
How, when the Rabbanon say, don't do smicha on Shabbos, how could they do that to something that otherwise would be a mitzvah? That whole way that that works is where the machlekes is. Okay? But everybody agreed that, uh, about smicha itself. The machlekes is how to view the smicha. Like we know, like, you know to, to shift this over. A lot, of, a lot of things we do what we do. In, uh, nowadays, in Yiddishkeit. We do what we do, certain things. People, some people wear a hat. Some people don't wear a hat. People wear a yarmulke. People wear a tzitzis, not tzitzis, right? Tzitzis. Is there an obligation to wear tzitzis every minute of the day? Every second of the day? Obligation? No. But it's foolish not to. Because you have opportunity for a mitzvah. Every second that a person wears tzitzis, you get a mitzvah. But do you have to? No. It's important to know that. Because a person can't think, if I don't wear tzitzis, it's like I don't keep Shabbos. Chas v'shalom. Two completely, you have to know what's what. That's what we're explaining here. It wasn't even about the smicha that they're arguing. They were just arguing about how to view this. Is this a minig? Is it a halacha? Is it a chumra? Is it a... It's important to know these things. Rabbi Rabbi You should know that when you do smicha, it's got to be done with all your kayach. What does it mean? Well, kayach, you have to lean in a way where your whole body is leaning on it. If they would take away the animal, you'd fall down. Because if it doesn't even be done with all, your, all the strength, my it's not. What's the issue with smicha on a yomtif? go do smicha. Now, what's the issue? Of doing smicha. Why would it be a problem on Yomtif? You know why? Because we know the Rabbana made Xera, you're not allowed to use an animal on Yomtif. You're not allowed to ride on an animal, you're not allowed to use an animal. So the Rabbana made Xera in the base of Mikdash, Karban, don't do smicha, because you're not allowed to use an animal. Hello, there's a mitzvah here to do. Don't tell me not to do it. Huh? So if you're not leaning your whole body weight on it, you should be able to do the smicha. From the fact that there's a machlaikas about it, it must be that smicha has to be done in a way where it's as if I'm like riding on it. You know, it's as if like I'm using this animal and that's where, that's only when the Gzera Darabanan uh, ever started. Maybe that's a challenging question. It seems to imply that a man in Klaisol does smicha, but a woman who brings a carbon in Klaisol does not lean on her own animal. Reb Shimon says, are Saimech on their animal. By the way, that's a Rishos. They could do it if they want. It's optional. Gavaldik, Amar says, told me in conversation. Ah, beautiful to hear conversations amongst, uh, amongst uh, B'nai Tair. Pamachas, one time, we had a young calf of, of that was a Shlomim, carbon Shlomim. And we brought it as Nashim. The women were all doing smicha. And the reason why they were doing smicha is not because they had to. You know why we did it for the women? They should feel good, which is a beautiful message. Yeah? Yeah, why are you doing it? No, makes them feel good. Sometimes, is it against halacha? No, not against halacha. There's no issue here. There's no, eh. So, no, let people feel good. This comes up very, very often, by the way, in Rabbanus. Yeah? It, where you, you have to know what's what, so that you know when to say this, something like this, and when not to say it. La Havdil, you have somebody who's a ger. Somebody who converts, and their parent passes away. They had a nice relationship with their parent. There's no chi of shiva, there's no chi of avelis. But they come and they say, you know, can I sit shiva? So if a person just focusing on the halacha, you say, no, no shiva. You weren't related, you converted. You're not related to your parent anymore. 
That's not the wrong answer. The answer is, there's no obligation of Shiva, but of course you should be doing something that reflects your relationship and the honor of your parent. So you come up with ideas. You don't sit, a, not the, you don't tear Kriya, you don't sit on the floor, but set aside time, maybe for a few days where people could come and you could speak about the one who passed away. So that it helps the person with their emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. You have to know how to give it across. He says, we brought it to the women. Why? They, made, they felt good about it. They also want to do smicha. No. If you're going to say If it's really part of the Avaida, can you do smicha? Can the women do smicha? There's no obligation. That's insane. You're not going to add that on. You can't add on chiyuvim. Says the Gemara Gavaldik. You must be a Gavaldik Araya. You don't need Bikol Koychai. Says the Gemara, there's no Raya that you don't need your whole body. No, I lie. Maybe you do got to use your whole body. Maybe they told the women, they brought the women, they said, don't do a full smicha, just put your hands on it. They also felt like the part of the process, that was enough. If so, you know why they brought it to the Znashim? It's not because women are doing smicha, maybe it's thrown out from there that you don't need smicha at all, just put your hands on something that ain't, that's garnished. That's not called smicha, if you just put your hands on something, they didn't even do anything. Last step for today, Ravami says, we're saying two ideas here. Chada, first of all, the lesa lesmicha klal. First of all, the reason why they did this for the women is because there's no smicha in the first place. And furthermore, kadei lasas ruach lenashim. Yeah, the reason why we did this is to bring nachas ruach for the nashim to make the to make the women feel good. Those two things combined is why we did what we did. We're up to Omar of Papa. We're going to start a little bit of a new uh, naya uh, conversation. We're going to continue on a little bit. We're going to keep focusing on smicha. You know what? Give me one more minute. Let's get to the mission. Let's get to the mission. You have uh, two more lines. That's the two more lines. Let's keep going. Amr Papa says, Shmami not start the Masurim. You see from here that even the sides of an animal are usher to make use of. You're going to say that the sides of an animal are equally usher, like the top of the animal, Lismaich Araisha. Then he should have done smicha on the head, because the head is the same as the sides, and he didn't need smicha anyway. So maybe we should bring a ride from here. That's Tadim is Usr. A Ravashi on Ravashi says, No, I feel Tim is Mutarim. The sides of the animal you're allowed to make use of on a Yomte. If there's no Gzera, they're abundant against using an animal like that. Called the Bahave Gaba Kigaba Dami. Anything that's flat with the back is considered the back. And Mamela, the head, which very often is level to the back of the animal, has the gzera derabona making use of the animal. But the sides of the animal that are lower down and, and not equal, there there's no gzera, there's no issue, and memela derabonon did not prohibit its usage on a yomtif. We'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. A guten Shabbos.